Oh, you know what? I almost said welcome to the new dance show, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> it's pop that culture. Look. Yeah. So it is called. You know, we could do we could do the new dance do the show new dance just show? on top of this table. Yeah, well we've got a light show yeah, kicking. We so just we need might a shag well. carpeting box with somebody <laughs> yeah. else. David, can you dance on the shag carpeting box? Absolutely not. What? Come on. And then Corey will put a cape on him. Yeah. Put a cape on. Cape guy? Then we do the land. Then we do the line. The land. We do a, a local area network. <laughs> nice. Where we all dance. Oh man. Yeah. And also uh, get a get a little shot of Joe here. Check out. Show your show your boobies there. Show he's wearing. <laughs> show my boobies. <laughs> wow. Your, your computer's covering you up. You're wearing the scene. Oh. Well, yes. Direct from the net. TV Morris Vault. Yes. What is happening? Um. So do you think that? Uh, Forrest Gump would have danced on the scene. <laughs> yes. I think so. I do, 100%. I think he would have bypassed the Soul Train. Don Cornelius would have been like, hey, Forrest, no, 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 not, oh, not the knockoff show in Detroit. <laughs> My butt talks. Uh, yes, <laughs> he would have. We, we have a couple of things, actually, about Tom Hanks. Number one, the full trailer is out for Toy Story 4. I'm going to say, hot take. Shots fired. I've got. I. I'm gonna say something controversial. Uh oh. I think they should have ended at three. They should always end at a trilogy. You right? should never go to four. That's why I'm secretly happy that there's no Back to the Future four. Yeah. Because a lot of times, uh -huh. two and three, other than the Godfather trilogy, because uh, two I feel is possibly better or more beloved than one. Mm -hmm. Three people don't want to talk about or admit that it exists because it was terrible. But <laughs> in a lot of trilogies, uh, two and three are just money grabs, and they're never as good as the first one. But I felt like the Toy Story trilogy pre stayed pretty solid throughout, mm -hmm. and they wrapped it up in three, well, where Andy <laughs> is going off to college. Right. And, and all these Jet actors are weeping. Weeping! Because he's giving his box of beloved uh -huh. toys to this little girl, and then she will have a life with them. That was enough Toy Story. Yeah, that and you're wondering enough. where his dad is. Dad yeah. not present during the original trilogy. Question. Ooh, and there are like black helicopter theories about that whole thing yeah. and who his dad is. And yeah, and, I mean, they live in a nice house. If dad's dead, how come the life insurance wasn't used to get Andy a better car? Oh, well. He's got to learn, you know. He can't just have. Right. It's not like he's on uh, my super sweet sixteen on MTV. Yeah, he's like he's he's, he's driving humility. like a, an eighty-two Tercel <laughs> through the entire trilogy, <laughs> and his mom used to drive it. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Andy. Uh, Alyssa, like I love all the voice actors that they have for it. I'm sure it's mm. still going to be really fun, um, but they they had the new little girl that the toys were given to. Mm -hmm made a craft project with a spork uh-huh with googly eyes and pipe cleaner arms and it freaks out and runs away which then woody has to go find it because the little girl's freaking out without it's it. hanging out with towley in oregon i mean kind of <laughs> <laughs> at a dispensary <laughs> and then the other toys are trying to find woody uh -huh. and so that's the setup of the uh adventure story but you watch the trailer, you let me know if you think Toy Story 4 was necessary. Everyone?
Everyone, Bonnie made a friend in class. Oh, she's already making friends. No, no, she literally made a new friend. I want you to meet Forky. Uh, hi. Hello. Hi. Ah. <gasps> He's a spook. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. I am not a toy. I was made for soup, salad, maybe chili, and then the trash. <laughs> Buzz, we've got to get Forky. Affirmative. Alive. You're Bonnie's toy. You are going to help create happy memories that will last for the rest of her life. Huh? What? Oh, yeah. oh. Bo? Forky, come on. Bo? Bo? Hi there. My name is Gabby Gabby. We can't stay. <laughs> yes, you can. Boy. Here. No time to explain. Come with me. We need to get back to our kid. Aw, Sheriff Woody, always coming to the rescue. Bonnie needs Forky. Woody, who needs a kid's room when you can have all of this? Wow. Woody, aren't we going to Bonnie? We have to find them. What do we do, Buzz? What would Woody do? Jump out of a moving vehicle. Let's go. Hey, you gotta go, you gotta go. If you should ever handled this lost toy life better than I could. Open your eyes, Woody. There's plenty of kids out there. Sometimes change can be good. You can't teach this old toy new tricks. You'd be surprised. Bonnie? We're going home, Forky. every day. I was made to help a child. I don't remember it being this hard. Woody, somebody's whispering in your ear. Everything's gonna be okay. Oof, man. So much here. So, so much. much. First of all, Toy Story has officially crossed into hipster territory. They're using mean? music from Pet Sounds oh, by the well, Beach Boys on their trailer. Hipstery? Huh? Oh, God only knows is off of Pet Sounds. Right. Which you can tell how pompous and pretentious a band is if they reference Pet Sounds. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that is, and radio this DJs. Is a, this is a little hot oh, yeah. point. Oh, it is. No. This is, I always used to have the secret barometer. If you ever see an interview with a band and they somehow work in that Pet Sounds really by the Beach Boys by was an influence. Sounds, that means they're overly pompous and you just walk <laughs> away right there. Uh, the second thing is uh, those ventriloquist dolls in creepy, creepy as hell. They look no. like they look like that Goosebumps story doll. Yeah. Yeah. Every single one I mean I don't care if you're, you know, Willie Tyler's Lester. No, no, a friend of mine had a thing that she, like, she wanted it. She asked her parents no. for this doll, I think it was in the 70s, called Willie Talks, and it looked, like, a slightly like a less penis. creepy. <laughs> like, <laughs> what child wants their own ventriloquist doll? No. Like, ah, ah. Yeah. So scary. No, it's the it's the chin that moves yeah. and nothing else does. That's the problem. Terrifying. And plus, how many horror movies was Generation X and Y raised on where the ventriloquist dummy's eyes just move without a hand inside Dude, I it? I know. 
Uh, 100%. Mm. Although, I will say, like, listen, Toy Story is clearly not afraid of going into scary territory. As mm. There are many things in the Toy Story movies that would have terrified me as a child, right. including what happened in Toy Story 3, which, David, you were just talking about it's the oh, part so where it looks like they're all going to die. It was hilarious. There was, this, <laughs> there was this YouTube video of these, these kids that pranked their mom by cutting the ending to Toy Story of when they're going into the furnace at the dump. Yeah. So, like... They're all like <laughs> wide-eyed and scared, and, and Woody's like, "Oh!" Hands. And they're holding hands, and oh. it fades to black, and then credits <laughs> with "You Got a Friend of Me" playing in the background. And she was like on the verge. She was like, "Is oh. that how that ends?" Yes. <laughs> oh my god, that part. If I watched that as a kid, I would have nightmares. Right. About them all being resigned to, okay, let's hold hands. So at least we're gonna die right. together. See. That's what would happen if uh, Pixar was bought by DreamWorks, <laughs> right? <laughs> Just Disney would never do it. Well, maybe now they would. They would. I mean, Disney killed Han Solo. Yeah, they're not afraid of death. Mm. Disney will. Well, actually, Disney's been doing death all the time. Usually, they just kill somebody's parent in it's the beginning. Off, it's off the... screen, though. Except for uh, in Bambi. Yeah, Bambi. Bambi was very graphic. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. Okay, great. Uh, we'll see you next week on Pop Ed Culture. <laughs> now, I said that I feel like Toy Story should have stayed the trilogy mm. and not gone into Toy Story 4 territory. Because I, I don't like that it looks like possibly a money grab. I don't know if it if the story warrants enough that it should be a revisit. I'm sure it'll be delightful. I... <sighs> Let's just hang on to this for one second because okay. I just, I'm going to editorialize. It's oh, just, okay. Number one, it is a money grab. But if it's good enough, would Pixar put it out? It's not going straight to video. No, true. Right, yeah. Right? Ooh, those straight to video animated sequels are... Well, you know what? We've recently watched the original Toy Story in the Santos household. Yeah. The, I mean, at the time when it came out, it was cutting edge, right? right? Graphic-wise, it looks... It does not, does it look, it didn't does age not well? stand up. I haven't watched no. it in a long time, actually. It looks like a cutscene in a in the Toy Story video oh, game. Really? Seriously. Uh, but something else that I also... I'm glad this did not happen, but it came really close to happening for uh, another Tom Hanks project, another Tom Hanks joint. Mm. Um, we almost had a Forrest Gump 2. Was it going to be like an electric boogaloo 2 or... See, a look at our sheet. I wrote that in there because I knew... If ever you say the sequel and it's a two, and if Joe's in the room, yeah. it's like a tick. He will always tell you it is electric it's a, boogaloo. It's, there's a silent, you know, the English language is weird, and in movie sequels, too, it, there's always a silent yes. electric boogaloo. <laughs> yeah. I think we get that from the French. So I didn't realize, I, uh, I think I knew that the first one was based on a book, but I didn't realize mm. that there was a second book that was out. And they planned on doing a second movie. Um, the first one was very close to the actual book. Mm. For the second one, they were going to be a little bit more loosely interpretive of the book. Mm. But it would have been Forrest Gump in the 80s and the 90s. Two right. things. Okay, so in June, apparently, we're coming up on, like, the 25th anniversary, which I hate when I hear things like this because it makes me feel a 1,000 years old. Um, but they've started to do interviews with people involved with the movie, and they mm -hmm. just interviewed the screenwriter. And he said, literally, I turned in, I had a full done script for Forrest Gump 2 that I turned in uh, the day before 9-11. Ah. Uh, yeah. And uh. so, there were, so let's just start with, if you remember in Forrest Gump, 
Jenna, although I don't know if they named it, named it, but essentially in the end, we know she pretty much dies from AIDS related. Nope, in Forrest Gump 2, it's faked. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's been nailing her. <laughs> and um, so they were going to start Forrest Gump 2 with little Forrest trying to go to school, mm. and he uh, is HIV positive. That's how they were going to start the movie. Oh, no, 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 no. See, they were going to start with tiny little Haley no, Joel Osment's character no, having it. No. What? You know what, Sarah? I think you point out something very important. I think that filmmakers really need to look at it from a, I mean, this would have predated the MCU, but this should have been a world-building exercise. Okay. What they should have done was gotten together with M. Night Shyamalama Ding Dong. Sure. And because Haley Joel Hosbitz are in it. Oh, that's true. So the original Forrest Gump would have been Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump 2, his sixth sense, Forrest's son, he starts <laughs> seeing dead people. They move to Philly. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I like it. I see where you're going just, with it. He's the same. I thought you were going to say that Forrest Gump had to do favors to get his son into this car. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to USC. And he goes all Forrest Flight Festival Jr. on it, and he offers a blow. Forrest Jr., how do you like to go to, <laughs> to participate in crew at Stanford? We could just... Every headline for this past year, we could just uh. roll it all into. So they were going to start with that, which is dark. Mm. And then, apparently, I mean, because obviously the big thing is him popping up in, in events throughout right. history. I don't know how they were going to make it seem like he accidentally snuck into the back of the Bronco, but they were going to have him be in the back of the Bronco. That's really dark. <laughs> I just... And, He's trying on gloves. And that, <laughs> and that uh, his head would pop up every once in a while, but that, uh, that OJ, and I forget the name of the guy that was driving for him at the time, but uh, his friend, um, they, weren't, they wouldn't notice that he was there. But I'm like, of all the events, right. you want to put him in the back of the Bronco during the, the OJ slow chase? Okay. And so then the way that they <laughs> were going to end this is that they said uh, he meets a Native American woman and finds his calling as a bingo caller on a reservation. And um, he every day he would wait for his Native American partner, the screenwriter said, she taught nursery school at a government building in Oklahoma City, and he was sitting on the bench waiting for her to have lunch, and all of a sudden the building behind him blows up. And so this was the finished script. And, no. and then hands it in on the 10th. And then the next day, 9-11, they're like, yeah, we're not making Forrest Gump 2 because, I mean, the See, ending is clear. I, I don't clear. know if he's walking this back now because this used to be like a, a, a tragic tale in like Hollywood uh, like money marketing stuff because what I was told was that the screenwriter got really boned on the residuals from there because the way Hollywood, you know, takes care of their money stuff is that usually movies don't make a profit, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They, 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 they do a lot of, a lot of pushing around, and so... The merchandising, so the Forrest Gump playsets. The Forrest Gump playsets, the Lego stuff. The feather from the opening of the movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. millions yeah. of dollars for that. Um, but what ended up happening was, is that since Forrest Gump never really turned a profit, and a lot of his um, stuff was on the back end, he never saw any money from that. So even though Forrest Gump was a huge financial success... The guy who wrote the screenplay for yeah. it never saw any money, so he was like, "I'm done. I'm not running any more screenplays." Yeah, I mean, you know, he would. I would be pissed too, because especially if they had like a Lieutenant Dan action figure, and ILM gets the profits. Oh, look, Lieutenant Dan has removable legs. <laughs> <sighs> oh, 
like the I, bionic man. He could have been a right. super action figure. That would have been amazing. Comes with a free ice cream bar. <laughs> yes, exactly. Lieutenant Dan, now with bonus Asian wife. Oh, oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. So uh, that's just his his story is that he had a completed Forrest Gump too, and mm. that's what it was going to be. And then 9/11 happened, and he was like, "All right, I guess we're not doing this." Well, at least cynicism ends somewhere. I mean, you know what? I love Forrest Gump, but it was it was clearly just basically a love letter to baby boomers, right? Sure. Just the culture, the, the amount of yacht rock that was in the well, second act, which I'm not um, mad at. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, who can say no to a yacht rock? You right? can't. I mean, when they put was, that on in the summertime, yeah. it's one of my favorite channels to listen to. Yeah, Christmas, uh, Christmas. <laughs> I was going to say Christmas Cross. Christopher Cross. <laughs> Maybe Christmas um, is his full name. <laughs> Ooh. Hmm. Uh, I think that, yeah, they should have stopped there or gone for the three. But, you know, Tom Hanks is such a, you know, let's put it, when you watch a Tom Hanks movie, is he his character or is he Tom Hanks? A both. He's always Tom Hanks to me. Specifically Tom Hanks from Bachelor Party and Bosom Buddies. <laughs> so No, the one movie where he wasn't very Tom Hanksy, and it was actually a weird choice, maybe, for them to choose him to be I think he was like a mob assassin in this movie called Road to Perdition. Oh yeah. Which part of it was filmed somewhere in Michigan. Sagatuck. Was it Sagatuck? No way. Very cool. Wow. I, it's a great movie, actually. I really like it, but it was a very un... Didn't it get nominated? Tom, he, I don't know if he smiled once in the whole film. He was very, oh. like, like straightforward, Well, dark. think about it. The Forrest Gump... If you start with Forrest Gump and the second movie in the trilogy is basically any Tom Hanks movie, yeah. you can make it work. Like, if you put Apollo 13 as the second movie in the Forrest Gump trilogy, <laughs> it works. And then, boom, you know, the capsule splashes down in the ocean. You know, you take some artistic license and, you know, you kill off the other two astronauts. You kill off Kevin Bacon because he's the one that made Apollo 13 explode. And then it becomes Castaway. Uh -huh. See? There's yes. your three Forrest Gump movies. You're always connect, Joe, always connecting. <laughs> I mean, come on. Now, some people are trying to say that there might be you would like it, a world-building universe of connections mm. between Jordan Peele's movies. I love that. Um, I really liked Get Out, but that wasn't like a horror, horror movie. The movie that's coming out this weekend, however, called Us, people are saying, uh, just be ready, because it's, it's more of a love letter to like legit horror movies. There is blood, there is gore, and it looks terrifying mm. but i am going to go see it um and they're trying to figure out like what the connection is between the first one and the second one and like some of the shots remind them of the well first one of the one of the characters and... will be named debricka shaw <laughs> i'm just saying that's the way you connect all the a jordan Aaron? yes <laughs> uh, uh. Yeah. oh key and peel such a good show so anyway, um, yeah, so I'm excited for the, the movie, and obviously everybody's out, Jordan Peele's out, and all the cast is out doing um, press for it. Lupita Nyong'o was just on, um, Stephen Colbert, and she was talking about how they, they did a big screening at South by Southwest, mm -hmm. and she had a very interesting fan encounter in the bathroom accidentally. In, in, in the full audience, were they, were they terrified? Or like... Yeah, they were pretty terrified, and it was electrifying. I mean, they were a very responsive audience, and everyone was screaming and everything. But at one point, I went to the bathroom while the movie was going on, and another lady came out of the stall to wash her hands, and I emerged from my stall, <laughs> and she near had a heart attack. She was just like, <laughs> 
wasn't because she was starstruck. She was mortified to see me there. She was like, I just didn't expect to see you there. And then, <laughs> and then I, I, was, I felt so bad for her, I calmed her down. She was like, can I have a selfie? <laughs> Wait, did she have for, ask for a selfie in the bathroom? In the bathroom. That's would... scary. That is scary. <laughs> yeah. Do you notice that some people forget that a bathroom is a place where you shouldn't be doing that? People have knocked on my stall to ask me for a picture. Knocked on my stall. I have been followed down a hallway mm -hmm. where I was in a building I was just visiting, and people were like, oh, hey, I'm a fan. Walked down the hallway, walked into the men's room, and I thought, well, maybe this guy has to go too. Yes. And, and then I go to the stall, and, and I had to say, I'm going in here alone. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, sure, I understand. I close the door, and then he starts talking to me through the stall. Oh, oh no. I don't do that with my wife. Oh, boy. I don't talk through the door. That's a lot. That, that is. That is a lot, yeah. Do you bathroom talk with your wife? Yeah. You do? Like, if you're in there and, you know, she's, like, in the bedroom or nearby, you, you shout yeah. out to her and you or have Or I'll pop me. Yeah, well, I, hey, where's my soap? You know, like... <laughs> I'm in here. Who's back? Yeah, you Let's poke your combo. head in. <laughs> you go through these weird cycles. Like, you know, early on, you know, that you break the seal like, by, you know, like, showering together and stuff, and then... And then after a while, it kind of, you know, you kind of give each other privacy, but then that starts going away. And then you have a kid, and then everybody's just walking on each other at any time of the day. Yeah. Yeah. You never pee alone once you have a child, right. as I understand it. And then if you have a cat, the cat will come in, watch you take a dump. <laughs> it's like, hey, can I have that paper when you're done? <laughs> the cat like the sports section? Right. <laughs> no, the classifieds. <laughs> Craigslist is for suckers. <laughs> oh, if that cat was reading the sports section, though, I'm sure it would be very excited for March oh. Madness and bracket yeah. time. Yeah, have you done brackets with your cat? Yes. Okay. And every year, uh, he does better than I do. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think about it. He just, you know, just he ask just goes... Mushu, what's the over-under on the Gonzaga game? <laughs> the Gonzaga game. Oh. Wait, are they going Gonzaga or Gonzaga? I don't know. Didn't Is it, it Zaga or Zaga? It changed. You're asking the wrong person. I don't give a crap about college sports at all. Woo! Like, Look at none. It. Well, that's because all the athletes. I never went to college. I don't privilege. care about college. <laughs> So, March Madness, not only a time where David just doesn't give an ish. Yeah, probably. <laughs> David, were you on the marching band in, in film school? Or you, you, couldn't, you couldn't make the, the film school football team? Is that why you're so bitter? I was in, I was in film school flight corps. Nice! Yeah. <laughs> he was a film school major. <laughs> He was a film school male cheerleader. Nice. Those little boots with the pom-poms on them are sexy. Right. Um, so it is also a time during March Madness where, funny enough, um, the number of men getting vasectomies vasectomies goes mm. way up. Right. Because they're like, all right, I'm going to have the surgery, and then I'm going to need a couple days to lay on the couch with some frozen snow peas on my mm. junk. Yeah. So I might as well take the time when I can watch a bunch of basketball games. Yeah, what teams are going to make the cut? We'll find out. Oh, don't mention cut around a dude mm. after that. Um, but what I didn't realize is that apparently now it is becoming a thing where the wives of these guys that are getting vasectomies are throwing vasectomy parties for their husbands. Mm. And what is a party without a cake? Oh, yeah. well, <laughs> the cake makes it. It's a cake... At a vasectomy party versus one without. It's a vast difference. Oh! That might be the smartest party. <laughs> hmm, Joe knows anatomy. That was amazing. <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god yes so yeah this is uh from a bakery in nashville and apparently they put it on their instagram page and mm. now there are other families that are like oh we want that cake the the all juice no seeds cake but it's all fondant it's gonna be a good cake under there yeah but uh there are definitely we've got a few more pictures of some of the other cakes where there's these there, i also that's, saw that's one hooray <laughs> yeah. It's like I want Snip Naughty Hooray. by Nature to come out and sing about it. <laughs> snip, hey, snip, hooray, ho. Oh, hey, oh. Uh, I saw another one that just says, aw, nuts on it for mm. the cake. Um, but so one mom apparently threw her husband a balls voyage party at mm. this vasectomy um, and then put her children in T-shirts that said swim team survivor. And then she had sausage-themed snacks. Um, she Who had a cake woman? with a sperm headstone on it <laughs> that said, you know, R.I.P. Uh. And um, apparently, people got crappy with her because they didn't find the humor in it. I find the humor. I think it's hysterical. Like, Come, you, we it's a decision your family has made. You've decided you don't want to have any more kids, and this is the birth control you choose, and then you, you're going to have a little party and some cake. She, it's funny. Yeah, yeah, it is funny, and people really need to just, you know, take some antidepressants or something <laughs> to, you know, change your disposition on life. Oh, man. But then again, you know, if you're watching this show, you probably agree with us, right? Exactly. Because <laughs> if you didn't, you'd be like, click, I'm not watching like, those two. She's a hundred sub episodes in and I hate these people. <laughs> I'm just going to hate watch them forever right. and ever. All right. There is a legend that is coming back. A food mm. legend right. is making its return. Mm. We will tell you what it is when we get back on Pop That Culture. I'll tell you what happened. G'day, Morty. I got the Szechuan sauce. We're at C2E2 with the legendary Chris Claremont. Greetings, my fellow geeks. My name is Jordan Trevilian, and this is Get It to the Geeks. We are here with David Yost, the original Blue Power Ranger. Nobody right. promised you when you bought the thing on PS4 that you could play it on Switch. But your, your excuse is garbage. I'm going to pull out my crossbow. All right, sweet chainmail armor. Let's see what you got. Detroit. It's the home of some of the world's most talented artists. It's where techno and Motown were born. It's a city where you can experience raw, untamed rock and roll. I'm Ben Rose, and I'm inviting you to join me weekday afternoons from 4 to 5 for the Motor City Juke Joint. I'll have interviews with musicians, info on what's going on around town, and a playlist curated by me just for you. It's all right here on NewRadioMedia.com. Anytime we can get down with Mary Kate and Ashley. I had to, I had to choose between this version and the slow version. I didn't know which one you wanted. I just went with the normal one. But it was funny because I was listening to this one. I'm like, are their voices sped up? No, I just listened to the no, slow version a million times. They're just seven. <laughs> they're just children. They're just children. By the way, side note, that beat, not by the Neptunes. <laughs> just tell it. It could have been. It could have been. Just throwing it out there. <laughs> Listen, I... At no, at no time did I expect to look down at our prep sheet when Joe chooses the music to see that he's gone with a deep cut of Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen. you got to go with the deep cuts. 
I mean, you can't, you can't just go with the A side. Sometimes no. you gotta throw. That's a so B-side. Tom Forty Radio. <laughs> Jeez, there's so much more to music. Oh God. Uh, this is, by the way, that's the import. Is it? Yeah, it's the import. Sexy. I had to go to a record store in Dearborn You're and so like cool. dig for it. <laughs> yes. And it costs twice as much, and it's the same song. So there was a a rumor. It has now been confirmed. It is happening. The Pizone is coming back. So to what I love <laughs> this is this is the only reason I condone this story being on this show. Yeah. Is because whenever Sarah says Pizone. She's basically doing half of her Brooklyn guy <laughs> impression. The P-Zone. <laughs> the P-Zone, like... The what, P-Zone! See, she does that. <laughs> oh, God. I got to tell you, I, I legitimately forgot about the P-Zone. Um, but when the rumor started flying around that it might be coming back... Mm. Friends of mine on social media were losing their ass about this. Like, they were so excited yeah. that this food was coming back. And I just, I will say, so I went back to look, and uh, have you, if you've forgotten about it, here's a little reminder. You will probably remember this commercial. One pizza, one pizza. It's something really tasty now at Pizza Hut. Order any large pizza for the family, and for just $2.99 more, mom and dad get a pizzone of their own. What's a pizzone? Delicious toppings and cheese sealed inside a golden folded pizza crust in three yummy recipes. So while the rest of the family's in pizza paradise, you've got a pizzone big enough to share. Right, that's familiar. I remember yeah. that. It's, it's a calzone with a trademark. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever eaten one of these things, but apparently people are in love with them. For me, like I get excited when the McRib comes back. Mm. That's that's authentic Irish food. Yes. McRib. Oh, oh McRib. It's McRib. <laughs> you don't need potatoes. No. You wash it down with some Jameson. <laughs> you just need a bloody harmonica looking sandwich. It's like a shepherd's pie without the shepherd. <laughs> It looks like someone used a Play-Doh machine to form and mold what I think is meat, but I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> no, it's so good. I do love it. <laughs> I love the Oh, McRib. my God. And McDonald's is so Wait, brilliant. Wait, stop. If they do a fourth Back to the Future, <laughs> yeah. and Leah Thompson does not want to reprise her role as Grandma McFly. <laughs> yeah. Now, this, that's a whole, that's a, that is a pop bed culture standalone show, is how all the McFly men happen to marry Leah Thompson, even when she's not in the, anyway. Right, no. It's a, Ooh, my head's, that's like time travel. Anyway, anyway, Pizzone. Oh, yeah, so the Pizzone. <laughs> so no, so, so, for, so for me, the food that gets brought back, uh, that, it, you know, is the McRibbon. I think McDonald's is really brilliant. Kind of like uh, what Disney used to do for a while, which is that they would say like, Oh, you can buy the DVD of Cinderella, right. but only for a limited time, and then it goes back in the vaults, and you can't have the original. And so the, with the McRib, they know like every you know three years or so, or you know sometimes they make you wait longer. Oh, right. it's gonna come back. Blah blah blah. Well, you know, let's let's. I hate to do this. We're we're going political. Right now, we're going political. Uh oh. I think that when you withhold the supply of something in order to stoke demand, is that not? A violation of antitrust laws. They're right. controlling the supply. Yeah. yeah. It, that's like that's price fixing, right? I think so. Now, if Pizza Hut is colluding with Domino's, 
Then we've got even bigger problems. Oh. Now, do you have a food that is only offered sometimes or was from your child and is not offered any longer that you miss or wish would be? Yeah, rice, because my mom moved out of the house. And <laughs> wow. there's no rice cooker on the counter every day. Wow. <laughs> and is my wife going to make rice? No. Your ass can get a rice cooker machine thing and just like have rice going at but all times. But my mom makes rice. Wait for like your Like every wife other to Asian it. lady makes rice. <laughs> Here's the secret to good like home home style Asian rice. Tell me. You put the the rice in the rice cooker. In the roni. In. No. <laughs> I know. Don't you be throwing any Bobby Brown lyrics into this discussion. Tenderoni. And ahead. then then you rinse the 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 millings the dust off the rice right. See, Corey, back me up, please. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you dump it out, and then uh -huh. you put more water in it, and you have to go. You put in two knuckles deep of water over the. I don't know. The, we that's can show secret. you. You might have to blur Joe's fingers out. You go two I knuckles deep. I can't watch you make rice. <laughs> it's like play the porno music. It's like American Pie. Oh my <laughs> And that's how you make authentic rice. No microwaves. Oh, good. And it has to be poured out of a sack that weighs at least 25 pounds. Did, did you have to add sack to this conversation? Why not? Oh, man. <laughs> I might actually need a, a tissue from well, now. Hair, we'll, like, now we'll talk about gonna... sticky rice. Woo! So the so the, so the Pizzone's coming, eh? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, the Pizzone. <laughs> oh, God. Um, and then I saw this weird story that I just, I don't, I can't, I don't understand it. Uh, I don't understand it. I think it's the, one of the dumbest things I've ever heard, which is, so the, I think it was the New York Times. Yeah, they, uh, they put out an article about a trend that they're seeing now with- This can't be real. With newlyweds, where instead of going on honeymoons, they go on unimoons, which is to say that they go on separate honeymoons. No, isn't that you the bachelor just and bachelorette got married. party? Right! Like, if you can't spend a week with somebody that you just got married to now, mm -mm. what makes you think you're going to spend the rest of your life with that person? Here's the thing. Uh, yes. <laughs> Did you do this? I, no, 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 oh. no. I can, I can kind of see how this would happen. Oh! Because... Does your lovely wife watch this podcast? <laughs> yes, probably. Oh, boy. But because we had trouble picking a location to go to. Right. Because she wanted to go somewhere tropical. I wanted to go somewhere still in the U.S. Yeah. We're not selling at Puerto Rico. Okay. But if Puerto Rico didn't exist, we would have. I would have. I would have just been miserable somewhere. But the Keys so, would have worked. There's the U.S. Virgin Islands. No, that's in Florida. I don't go to Florida Keys. It's Hold on. You you can't stand the Jimmy Buffett, right? Oh no, no, not at all. I'm not a parrot head. Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> no, well, so one of the examples that they talked about was a couple that had sort of a, a similar problem that David was having, where they they couldn't agree. So the groom wanted to go to France. Not to see the Eiffel Tower and do romantic stuff, but to go watch soccer. And his bride was not into it. So she, for their honeymoon, her unimoon, she went to go visit a friend in Toronto. And then he went to France to go watch soccer with his bros. Oh, wait. It's now time for a pop that culture public service announcement. Please. Don't marry a narcissistic dick. <laughs> really? 
You can't. How are you going to buy a house? How are you going to buy a car? That's what I'm saying. That, like, David and his lovely wife came to a compromise because that's what you do in marriage. Or postpone your honeymoon. Let the, your man, if he loves football that much, Ooh, let him go watch it. Then come back. Then go on your honeymoon. Right. So one of the other examples oh they said God, that's happening to couples is because a lot of people have to travel for work. And they couldn't get their schedules after their wedding to get the time off from work. And so they had unimoons where each on their separate business trips tacked on a little bit of extra time so that they could do their own personal sightseeing. It's so unromantic. No, you're supposed to go together. Exactly. Now listen. Uh, I am a person who enjoyed... Um, the uh, the choose your own adventure thing on mm, Netflix, oh. but you didn't do. I don't. Did anybody no. else? I'm old school. I didn't do it. I think Corey did it though. Did you bandersnatch? I mean, I, I know that sounds dirty, to, but, but Apple TV won't allow you. Oh, what? Apple nope. TV would not allow nope, you. They'll show you the preview, but then all. Interesting. Like, nope, you actually have to have like a gaming system or a computer uh, to do this. Get Tim Apple on the phone right now. <laughs> Tim, Tim Apple. Apple. By the way, I bet you didn't know Fiona Apple's dad. I figured. Mm. Uh, no, so I, I watched it and I thought, I'm like, I hope this doesn't become a trend. I hope Netflix isn't like, oh, people enjoyed it. I feel like it's something that should be more of like a one-off. No, no. Netflix is doubling no. and tripling down. Netflix. And they're, they're going to try and find uh -uh. more and more ways to have mm. interactive shows for people no. to watch where you make decisions and then the people in the shows are doing what you decide for them Did to do. Did we not learn from Clue? <laughs> How many years has it been since Clue? This is not a holodeck. When we have a holodeck, then you do it. Right. So, <sighs> I will say that the direction that they are going with their second big project is an interesting one. So, they hooked up with Bear Grylls, mm. who does all his survivalist Do stuff. you like the Bear Grylls or the Home Depot Bear Paints? I think I like the Bear Paints oh, okay. a little bit. I don't know. Actually, he's... Uh, he's a handsome gentleman. Yeah, that stays in hotels when he should be surviving. He's no survivor man. I'm a survivor man guy. Oh, Not a big fan of the Bear right. Grylls. You're right or die. Thank for you, Les Stroud. Les Stroud, right. everybody. Thank you. So you're you. saying this is all fake and Hollywoodized and Bear doesn't have to he, survive anything? He takes his golf cart into the desert. He parks it out of frame. He eats a bug. He jumps back on and has dinner at the Four Seasons. That's his show. All right. Well, what they're going to do with the Netflix one is. He is going to be in a survivalist situation, and then mm. you can say, I would like Bear to eat the bug, not eat the bug, start a fire, sleep under this tree, do this thing. They're never going to actually kill Bear Grylls like they killed characters <laughs> in Bandersnatch. At, at one point, Bear just looks into the lens, breaks the fourth wall, and says, I'm not your bitch! I'm Bear Grylls! <laughs> no, actually, Bear Grylls, yes, he can kick my ass all over the place. Uh, what if it turned into like a horror thing where he's been chased like the Chupacabra or something? <laughs> Interesting. See, that's a that's a fun twist. They should actually go with that. I, I think they should do a buddy survival show with Bear Grylls and Les Stroud, and they're just bickering the whole time. <laughs> and then every now and then, one of them has to eat something nasty. Oh, yeah, or he can go riding with Norman Reedus. That's another one. Excellent. Mm. Sex. Oh, the boys in the rumor. Yeah. <laughs> boys in the room are digging that. Now, uh, possibly you will dig the next video. I don't know. I am a fan of uh, Chick Fil A. I. I 
pretty sure it's made by Satan because it's so addictive. Well, the problem with Chick-fil-A is that, you know, always in the third act, you know, after the relationship is, oh, Chick-fil-A, not Chick-flicks. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Yeah. Someone runs to the airport mm. and when they realize they love the other person. Yeah. Um, no, so, and then part of their advertising campaign is that cows hold up signs to say, eat more chicken. Hmm. And then actually, I think they do a thing, too, where I don't know if it's one day a year or more than one, but if you dress up like a cow, I mean, you don't even have to try that hard. And you can have a free chicken sandwich that day. But this video has gone viral because a cow got loose onto a freeway and uh, tried to cross the road and decided he wanted to go straight for the Chick-fil-A. And then, of course, people were loving it. The jokes were a flying, Joe. So here mm. is that viral video. Did you get Noblesville in that? I'm recording it. Oh, okay. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> Why is it just... Poor cow. <laughs> just, just going, okay, fine. <laughs> Make a break for it. <laughs> Who loses a cow in Noblesville? <laughs> oh, I'm dying here. Somebody have a laugh in or something? <laughs> God, I got nothing. Hey, hey, is it like a promo for Chick Fil A? <laughs> he's running. Where'd he go? He's gone. He's gone. Now, uh, I don't know if he ended up getting his chicken, but the cow ended up being safe and the police were able to herd him back to wherever well, it was he was supposed to go. But. I would have felt really terrible if the cow would have been told that that was actually a Popeye's and then it was a Chick-fil-A. Because then he would have gotten a bum steer. Oh, boy. A bum steer. Like. See what he did there? We could stay in the, uh, the bum realm because mm. the next thing... People are obsessed with. Did you say bum or bung? A uh, bum. Oh, bum, okay. as in your bum. Because uh, people are obsessed with the golden uh, butthole that's in Sterling Heights, basically, is what's been going. Yes, there it is. Mm. Look at how big that is. You know, thing is. I don't know one person that likes this. I and don't I forgot, Sarah, I just realized Sarah asked me to find the, there was a meme about the Ypsilanti water tower being compared with this, and I forgot to put it, sorry. Listen, the Ypsilanti water tower is possibly one of the mm. most phallic things you will ever see. <laughs> one of the most? It's the most. I, 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 all it's missing is of... veins. <laughs> and a couple of shrubs. <laughs> some round arborvitae or boxwoods at the base of the mother. I mean, <laughs> Jeez. It, it has a mushroom head. It just does. Yeah. And it's so... But it's a big mushroom head, so you can't really tell if it's cut or uncut. It's true. Yeah. But the, the, the people of uh, Ipsy have embraced it. They think it's hysterical and they love it. The people of Sterling Heights have also embraced uh, this, which they have. There are actually a number of different um, Facebook pages dedicated to this statue, mm. the gateway to Sterling Heights, where they've called it the Golden Butthole of Macomb County, Pure Michigan's Golden Butthole, Sterling Heights' Golden Butthole and brother of the golden butthole of Sterling Heights. <laughs> I mean, just endless. But like idiots, the uh, city of Sterling Heights has now launched an official naming contest. Don't let people try and name anything. 
You get things like yeah. Bodie McBoat Right. Face Have we not learned from that exercise? <laughs> you know what? If this was in Warren, Jim Fouts would have just said, you know what? It's a butthole. It's a butthole. I'm having the artisans install hair around it next week. Sorry we messed up. It's paid for. It's a butthole. Now, what I will give them props for is in the thing where they were doing the announcement that they want help naming this golden mm. circle. Um, they said, hey, have you noticed anything new lately at Hall Road? Kidding, kidding. Of course you have. And while we prefer to keep things PG around here, we have heard of the Golden Ring Icon's unsavory nickname. Mm. Do you all kiss your mom with that mouth? And then they go on to explain the rules of the content. You can win $1,000 if you name it something that's not butthole. But I can't imagine that there is mm. one mature person who's no. going to enter this contest. No. At no point. The only thing they need to do is have Courtney Love cut the ribbon in front of it. <laughs> oh, I'm just saying. It's so on brand. I love <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, that's perfect. You're integrated marketing. <laughs> yes. Come on. Oh, well, it's been a good day. It's been a good show. So... Good luck, Sterling Heights, and thank you to everybody that's hanging out with us. We will see you again next time on Pop no, Culture. Friday. Oh, you. Join me from the red carpet that's of the Russian right. Five movie. Oh. I thought it was the Jackson Five movie. Which also. But no been. Tito in sight, so we're gonna have to deal with <laughs> hockey. I can't wait. I cannot wait to see your red carpet coverage. Mm. And then after that, hang out with us next Wednesday. Yeah. See you later. Bye. Mm.